Shabbat Shalom, Body of Messiah. Mark Pooley here with Yahweh Yeshua Assembly in Fort Myers, Florida, bringing you another teaching from Yahweh's Laws and Commandments. Today, we're going to talk about that the Sabbath is a feast day. The Sabbath is a feast day. So let's turn to Leviticus chapter 23. And we are going to start in, in verse 1. Now one of the things, thinking back to when we all were, or most of us were, in Christianity, we had a certain mindset. We would go to church... Before church, we would be busy doing things, whether it's breakfast, whether it's you try to rush in to finish a project, especially if your service didn't start to 11 or 12 o'clock, you may get, have gotten up early and try to complete some project um, that you needed to complete. Or you might have tried to get in a load of laundry, or you might have tried to cut the grass real, real quick, or you might have done some ironing, or whatever the case may be. You might have put together, you know, a roast or some lasagna. I remember one time we put a lasagna in the oven, and, you know, the pastor of that church, I won't mention his name, was real long-winded. And when we got home, that baby was cooked, burnt to a crisp. So we did have, we had to do something else for dinner. But anyways, the point I'm making is that we did not honor what the scripture says is the Sabbath. And we did not have the attitude or the mindset of what Yahweh commands in the Torah that we are to have concerning the Sabbath. It was like, it was important, but it wasn't that important. Meaning, even though we celebrated on the first day of the week and we're inaccurate not celebrating it on the seventh day of the week. And see, some of that mindset has rolled over into people's lives that are participating and believing in and trying to live according to Torah. And we need to renew our minds to just how important the Sabbath is to Yahweh. Not how important the Sabbath is to Sabbath keepers or to man or to the government or to the religious community, but we need to receive understanding of just how important the Sabbath is to Yahweh. And we're going to see an example of this when Yeshua was crucified 
and how his disciples kept the Sabbath the way Yahweh said to keep the Sabbath. And this reveals to us and gives us understanding of just how important the Sabbath is to Yahweh and how they understood how important the Sabbath is to Yahweh. And for many of us, we do not have that, <clears throat> excuse me, inward picture or that understanding or that revelation of how important the Sabbath is to Yahweh and that should determine how important the Sabbath should be to us that nothing comes in between our keeping the Sabbath, our obeying the Sabbath, the way Yahweh says to obey the Sabbath, Nothing should get in the place of that. And this also needs to be taught to our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And we need to live this example so that when people see us, our testimony is our lifestyle. Not just our words, but our lifestyle. When people see our testimony through our lifestyle, it will speak to them volumes about the Sabbath and about how Yahweh wants you and I to revere and keep the Sabbath day. Now, Yahweh looks at the Sabbath as important, just as equally as important as the Feast of Trumpets, the Feast of Tabernacles, the Feast of Shavuot, Passover, so on and so forth. He does not, and we're going to see this here in a minute in the scripture, he does not elevate the feast days like Passover and Trumpets and so on up here and then drop the Sabbath down here, that, ah, you know, if you don't keep it uh, exactly the way I desire you to keep it, that's okay. Or, hey, if, you know, you want to run to the store, you know, because of this, that, or the other, ah, it's okay. No, he doesn't look at that that way, like that. But see, some of us may have that mindset. Some of us may not be putting the importance and the emphasis of how important the Sabbath is to Yahweh. And we need to walk by faith in keeping the Sabbath. We need to continually seek Yahweh and ask him to continue revealing to us 
how important the Sabbath day is. How important and what it means to Him to keep the Sabbath day set apart. We have been given six days to work and to do other things. But the seventh day is to be a day set apart, totally separated from the commerce of this world system, totally separated from the world, and we are to rest. And if you have family, children, or other members, you know, grown children, it is a time for family, not a time to go partying, not a time to go, you know, dancing, so to speak, not a time to go boating, not a time to go, you know, doing whatever you want. But it's a time to be set apart. Now, I don't see any problem with, like, if you want to go walking around in the mountains or in the country, you know, you want to take your children and go out to a park and enjoy just being with your family. I don't have any problem with that. Now, certain things, you know, you just have to be really discerning and get the mind of Yahweh in whether or not he says and he gives you the green light to do certain things that are not written in Scripture. So let's read. Leviticus 23.1 says, And Yahweh spoke unto Moses, saying, So this is Yahweh speaking. This is not, you know, anybody else coming up with this idea. This is Yahweh speaking. So if you disagree with the scriptures, then you're disagreeing with Yahweh, and that's between you and Yahweh. So it says, And Yahweh spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel. This is those that have, are native-born and those that have been grafted in through the blood of the Passover lamb and those that are obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments. I was encouraged last night as we were watching different teachings on YouTube I came across this teaching, and it was done by a well-known Christian pastor, and it was about keeping the Sabbath day the and the Ten Commandments. And so I listened to it. Now, there's a lot of it in it that they still didn't get or understand about um, the Torah, Yahweh's laws and commandments about the, the day that is the biblical Sabbath. But nonetheless, it had some, some teaching in it that was encouraging. And this pastor said that what America needs to do is to come back to Yahweh's laws and commandments. Now, he didn't use the name Yahweh, but I do. So he was admonishing his congregation to obey Yahweh's laws and commandments. 
And for me, that's a plus. This was recorded, you know, just a few weeks ago. And this Christian pastor was admonishing the people to obey Yahweh's laws and commandments, to have no other gods before them. And at least it's a start. Because one of the things that is in my heart to pray is that our nation would be restored to Yahweh's laws and commandments. So anyways, that's encouraging um, to hear that there are people, they may not be where you and I are yet, but at least they're starting to go down that road. They're recognizing that we need to obey Yahweh's laws and commandments. And Yahweh's laws and commandments are what we're reading here. So he said, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them concerning the feasts. So right here, he's talking about the feasts, plural. Concerning the feasts of Yahweh. These are not the feasts of the Jews. These are not the feasts of Israel. These are the feasts of Yahweh. The feasts, the set-apart times, the set-apart days, the set-apart seasons, the Moedim, that Yahweh has commanded the children of Israel, whether you're native-born or grafted in, to keep and to live by and to obey by faith. Not because you have to, but because he has written his laws and commandments upon your heart, and because he has written them upon your heart, they are important to Yahweh, and so they are important to you. You and I must put Yahweh's feasts as a priority. We may not understand all there is to understand about them, but we step out of the boat and we begin to walk on the water to go to Yahshua and keep his feast by faith, according to the knowledge that we have. And the more you study it, the more you listen to other men and women of Yahweh teach on it, the more you read the scriptures on it, the more you do it, the Ruach, Yahweh's spirit, will teach you more and more and more and more all the time about what it is, what the feasts are, and what they are not. The weekly Sabbath is just not a day to go to church or to go to your Torah assembly congregation or to meet with other believers. It's just not a simple day, but it is a set-apart day. It is a day that Yahweh has consecrated and has commanded as holy, as set apart, as very important. And we must adopt that mindset that the, the weekly Shabbat is a feast day, because it says so right here, that the weekly Shabbat is a priority. That the weekly Shabbat, we must be willing to allow Yahweh's Spirit 
to download into our hearts and into our minds how Yahweh views the weekly Shabbat. Now, when you study about the weekly Shabbat and the feast, Yahweh was very serious when he said to keep them because he said those that didn't were killed. Judgment came upon them. Now, that is serious. Last night in some of those things in YouTube, you know, we're going through it to see, you know, what teachings we wanted to, to listen to. Some of the things people were saying, I said to my wife, I am surprised Yahweh doesn't put a bullet in their head because it is so against the Torah, the title of their message. It is so against Yahweh's laws and commandments that, you know, Yahweh truly is an Elohim of mercy because I don't see how they, how he can just wink at it. And there's coming a day he will not wink at it. But nonetheless, we can be sure of that we are following Yahweh's laws and commandments and the, the biblical Shabbat, the way Yahweh looks at the biblical Shabbat as a feast day, we can be at rest that we are in line with his word. So it says, Concern, concerning the feast of Yahweh, which you shall proclaim to be a holy set-apart convocation gathering, even these are my feasts. All right? Then it goes now, he's about to describe what his feasts are. In the very first one, even before the very first feast, even before he goes into the Passover feast, which was the first feast that we were taught, but actually it wasn't because the first feast is found in Genesis where it says Yahweh rested on the seventh day and set it apart as holy. And then it goes into the Passover. But see, when I first began to learn of the feast, I didn't connect that the Shabbat was a feast day. I thought the very first feast was Passover. Because when you read in Exodus 12, when, he, when they're getting ready to leave Egypt, he doesn't mention the Shabbat, but he mentions the Passover, which is a Sabbath, but it's not the weekly Sabbath. So it says here, six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest, a holy convocation or a holy Moedim set apart holy day. You shall do no work. It is the Sabbath, the Shabbat of Yahweh in all your dwellings. So he says here, he says in verse 2, speak unto the children of Israel, meaning teach the children of Israel 
And that included the aliens that were with them, those that, that weren't native-born but were grafted in, which you shall proclaim to be a holy convocation. Even these are my feasts. Now one of the things that, that is important to understand is that the scriptures didn't have originally, you know, commas, exclamation points, semicolons, periods in it. It was just written. And that's the way you need to read it. Because when you read it according to man's uh, putting in the periods, the semicolons, the commas, you'll read it differently. But if you read it just as one word, one sentence, one teaching, you will understand it more clearly. So he says, concerning the feast of Yahweh, which you proclaim to be a holy consecrate, convocation, even these are my feasts. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is, is the Sabbath of rest, a holy convocation. You shall do no work. It is the Sabbath of Yahweh in all your dwellings. These are the feasts of Yahweh. These are the feasts of Yahweh. So the very first, very first feast mentioned is the biblical seventh day of the week, Sabbath. Then it says, which you shall proclaim in their seasons. Now, I'm reading today out of the Yahweh Restoration Bible, and one of the footnotes he puts in here is he says, These are my feasts, included with the list of the seven annual observances, Moedim, that Yahweh calls my feasts, is the weekly Sabbath. I know a lot of people want to use the word ceremonial feast, but it don't say that. This, the, the Sabbath, is included in the biblical feasts. Underline it, exclamation point it, bottom line it. The Sabbath is a feast of Yahweh. When you obey and keep the Sabbath, you are keeping his feasts. His feast, one of his feasts. Now that doesn't mean you ignore the rest. That doesn't mean you, you don't need to keep the rest. You need to keep studying and keep learning. People that have been in this 20, 30, 40 years, they're continually sharing new understanding, new insights of Yahweh's laws and commandments. And I know one day, we're going to be able to go to some of these feasts uh, that other ministries have and participate in it with other Torah believers and see how they keep their feasts. Because a lot of times you learn by things you see and you can unlearn things that you thought was right or things that you never considered. You know, in having conversation with them. All right, let's keep reading. Yahweh expects all his people 
to observe the seventh day and to meet on that day in a holy convocation or, or, or assembly. Part of the restitution of all things that Yeshua will establish on earth at his coming, and you can read that in Acts 3, verses 20 to 21, will be the weekly Sabbath and the annual feast. And see, you and I, by Yahweh's favor, by Yahweh's grace, by Yahweh's revelation, and for whatever other reasons Yahweh may have had, he revealed to us about his Sabbath, that all of a sudden one day the scriptures, the Torah, became such an enlightenment to you and you saw how you were living, spiritually speaking and probably other ways, not in line with his commandments. And if you weren't living in line with his commandments, you were then living in line with paganism. And most of us didn't see it that way then. But once you get that enlightenment, you saw how you are participating in pagan sun god deity worship in participating in the day of the unconquerable day of the sun, which is a pagan day of worship to the pagan gods. And that's what we were guilty of when we were in Christianity. And there was only one response for me, at least, and my wife, and that was, oh my, we repent, we renounce it. We ask you, Yahweh, to forgive us. And that included immediately turning away from it. And as a pastor, we immediately turned our congregation and explained why. And they had a hard time at first, but after a while of teaching and continual teaching, they got it. After they read it, after they studied it, after they went to the word for themselves, the Ruach opened the eyes of their understanding. And so that's, I mean, there's no, you know, as a, as a drug addict, there is no slow way to turn away from drugs. You either do it or you don't. As a, as a rapist, as a murderer, as a pedophile, as a alcoholic, as a child abuser, as a woman abuser, as whatever sin you may want to put in there. There's only one way that is in line with repentance, is to turn away from it now. At least start the process. Now you may trip, you may fall, you may sin again, but you start all over again. You keep doing it until you get it. And when it's done by Yahweh's Spirit, it won't be long before you turn away from it. It wasn't hard for Linda, for Linda and I to, and to turn away from paganism observances and to turn to Yahweh's laws and commandments. Now, we felt weird. I felt like a backslider for about a year by being uh, home on a Sunday and just, you know, cutting the grass and doing things normally that you did on Saturday. Felt like a backslider, but eventually that went away. So be encouraged. The other thing, the Sabbath 
is a sign between Yahweh and his people, setting them apart from the common pagan world system, the Babylonian system. You can read that in Exodus 31, 13 through 17. And you can read it in the book of Revelation and in Paul's teaching in 2 Corinthians 6, where he says to come out from among them and be separate. Well, let's go to Luke 23. And I'm going to close here. I told my wife this was going to be short. Well, I'm, pro I'm approaching 28 minutes, so maybe for me it's short. But for, you know, many other people it's not short. But what can you say? I, I follow Yahweh's spirit. I, let, I try to let him speak through me and not give a lot of my ideas, but what Yahweh has revealed to me, what Yahweh says. So we see in Leviticus that the weekly Sabbath is a feast day. The weekly Sabbath is a feast day. And we are to proclaim the feast days and we are to proclaim that the weekly Sabbath is as much of a feast day as the Feast of Trumpets, the Feast of Sukkot, so on and so forth. And in a few weeks we'll be celebrating the Feast of Trumpets. So you and I need to get Yahweh's heart in this. That Yahweh says that the weekly Sabbath is as important to him and is as much of a feast day as the other seven biblical feasts. And we need to honor it and keep it separated just as much as, say, the Feast of Trumpets, the Feast of Passover, the Feast of Sukkot, so on and so forth. And we need to honor it and revere it, meaning the Sabbath, the weekly Sabbath, just as much as we revere any other commandment and any other law, any other statue, any other feast day. And that we need to adjust our lifestyle to live according that the weekly Sabbath is a feast day of Yahweh and we need to promote it. We need to highly exalt it as a feast day. It is a holy day of Yahweh. And we are not to be doing things that contradict that. Matter of fact, in when they kept the, the Sabbath, they were to stay in their house. And that's pretty much the mindset I have, or my wife and I have, just to stay in our house. And now we have a few people that, that come over for our fellowship, but more than not, we connect with people via the phone, have a conference call, a Bible study, a gathering. And the reason we don't do it, say, through Zoom it's because where we live, the Internet's the pits. And so they only catch every other word uh, 
people were saying all the time they couldn't see us all the time, they couldn't hear everything. So, you know, until the internet improves out here, we're going to have to do it this way. So, now Luke 23 is about Yeshua's crucifixion, his death on the stake. And I want you to see the mindset of how the early disciples looked at the Sabbath. That even for the death of the Messiah, now remember, they walked with him. They ate with him. They talked with him. They fellowshiped with him. They touched him, hugged him was hugged by him, was touched physically by him. He was the most important person in their life. They didn't just have a spiritual relationship with him. They knew him like you know your wife or your husband or your mother or your son or your daughter. And yet he was crucified brutally murdered before their eyes. And here's their regards to the biblical seventh day of the week, Sabbath. If there was ever a time that you should abort the seventh day weekly Sabbath and go to your, your Messiah, go to his grave and mourn him, grieve, weep, pray. It would have been for Yahshua, but they did not. Look in verse 20 or verse 55. And the women also, which came with him from Galilee, followed after and beheld the sepulcher, and how his body was laid. And they returned, back to their homes, prepared spices and ointments, and rested the seventh, rested the Sabbath day, the, the weekly Sabbath, according to the commandment. So, they rested, the disciples rested, they kept the Sabbath, the biblical seventh-day weekly Sabbath from Friday sundown to, to Saturday sundown. So, we can read here, I'm going to read out of uh, Yahweh's Restoration Ministries notes here. It says, the Sabbath day. Our modern Saturday, the seventh day of the week. Sabbath, this refers to the seventh day weekly Sabbath. Based on the series of events chronicled in this passage, Yeshua died on Wednesday afternoon at approximately 3 p.m. and was resurrected 
late on the Shabbat prior to the first day of the week. Dake's, now Dake's Bible, which was the first Bible that I was given as a gift. I remember I, when my wife gave it to me. I still have it and I still refer to it. But anyways, the Dake's Bible states on Mark 14:12, the 14th of Nisan, which is in April, our Tuesday sunset to Wednesday sunset, the day of preparation when the Passover must be killed. The next day would be the high day, the great Shabbat. Not the seventh day Sabbath, but the high Sabbath, connected with the feast day. The next day would be the high day, the great special Sabbath, not the ordinarily weekly Sabbath. And you can see this in John 19, 30 to 31, Leviticus 23, 6 through 7. The regular feast of unleavened bread did not officially begin until a day after the Passover, when Yeshua was crucified. And always know this, that in the temple, when they were crucifying or butchering or sacrificing the four-legged lamb on the stake of Golgotha, the lamb of Yahweh was being sacrificed at the very moment, the very second, the very exact time that the priests were sacrificing the four-legged lamb. To me, that's just awesome. How do you orchestrate all this unless it's of Yahweh? Man couldn't orchestrate this. The regular Feast of Unleavened Bread did not officially begin until the day after the Passover. The Jews began to eat this bread on the day of preparation. According to the four evangels, the women came to the tomb early, like before sunrise, on the first day of the week, which would be right at sundown Saturday, to view and prepare Yeshua for burial. However, Yeshua had already risen. He was resurrected at the end of the biblical Sabbath. They went in and the scripture said, he is not here, that the angel said he is not here. Let's see, where's my point? Okay. Um, and Yeshua had already risen and was no longer in the tomb. According to the chronology, Yeshua was resurrected late on Saturday, Sabbath. He was put to the grave Wednesday just before sunset and was resurrected at the end of Saturday at sunset. Good Friday should be changed to Good Wednesday. 
No statement says that he was buried Friday at sunset. This would make him in the grave only one day and one night, proving his own words untrue. Uh, you can see Luke 23, 56. So we see here, <clears throat> we see here that the disciples, and that this was my point, I wasn't trying to teach on Passover and the resurrection, but not, and the death, burial, and resurrection of Messiah. But what I wanted you to see here is the importance that even the disciples who loved him in a way that maybe we can't love him because we don't physically know him. But we still love him by faith and we prove that by doing what he says that we should do. And he said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And one of his commandments is the Sabbath. But we need to, if we don't already have it, or even if we have it to a certain degree, we need to receive a full download from Yahweh of just how important the biblical Sabbath is to Yahweh and that it is a Moedim. It is a, a set-apart time. It is an appointed time by Yahweh that you and I keep the feast of the Shabbat every week and that we would receive in our hearts and in our minds just how Yahweh looks at the Sabbath. We are not trying to do other things on the Sabbath. We are not trying to get the grass cut or, you know, wash some clothes on the Sabbath. We are not trying to do this, that, or the other thing on the Sabbath. We are trying to keep the Sabbath day separated from all forms of work, labor, to being just a day of rest and a day focused on Yahweh. Now, yes, it's true that every day should be a day we focus on Yahweh. But every other day, except the biblical seventh day, we do other things. We take kids to school. We take kids to ball games, sports. We ourselves may enjoy sports on those six days. We, we may ourselves, you know, do other things, go to work, obviously, make some money, um, clean the house, so on and so forth on the seventh day. But we need to develop. And we need to keep the biblical seventh day Sabbath as it is written and it is a feast day. That we need to find out from Yahweh what and how he views the seventh day Sabbath. And to follow it accordingly. Follow it accordingly. And some of the questions you might need to ask yourself, does that mean that you shouldn't do light dishes? Because, you know, you're going to eat 
or does that mean you should just use paper plates? You know, um, does that mean you, you can't heat stuff up in the microwave? I don't think that's what it means because there's no work to it. All you do is throw it in the microwave, hit the button, and it does all the work and you can eat your spaghetti or your lasagna or whatever, but it's all prepared. The key thing that I see is that you need to have all your food prepared. Whether you take it out of the fridge and eat it cold, uh, like today, I having a, a chicken uh, wrap. Um, and so I like, I don't like it cold, cold. So I took it out of the fridge a couple hours ago, get a little, little warm, but now I'm going to put together a salad. You know, you have to discern for yourself and you have to discern from Yahweh what no work means. It doesn't mean you can't turn the light switch on. It doesn't mean you can't turn the AC on or in the wintertime uh, turn uh, <clears throat> heat on. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a fireplace on the Shabbat, but it does mean you shouldn't be going and splitting wood and gathering it. See, it's all about gathering, not about eating. Not, you know, they, they, weren't, they were commanded not to gather the manna on the Shabbat. They weren't commanded not to eat it. And however they might have prepared it, I don't know how, I don't know, I didn't never ate manna, so I don't know what it is, you know. But nonetheless, we, we have to discern these things and we have to seek Yahweh about them. But my main focus on this is that we need to look at the seventh day Sabbath as a biblical feast and see what is in Yahweh's heart concerning a biblical feast and then respond to it accordingly. So Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you, Father, for your understanding, your revelation. We may not know all there is to know about keeping the seventh day Sabbath as a feast day, but we ask you to teach us. We ask you to give us understanding. We ask you to show us if we're wrong in areas and where we're right in areas and share that with our brothers and sisters and family in the power of your name. And Father, we thank you. We bless you. I bless the people in the name of Yahweh. And I thank you, Father, for making your face shine upon us Hallelujah. and giving us your great mercy. And Father, we pray for those that aren't feeling well. <clears throat> we pray for those that are hurting, broken, those that have suffered loss of any kind, that they would be resurrected, that you would comfort them and minister life to them in the power of your name. I really want to say thank you for all those that have been supporting our channel by listening to it, those that have been giving offerings to our ministry, Yahweh Yeshua Assembly. You can do that on our website, YahwehYeshuaAssembly.com. I appreciate everybody's faithfulness. I appreciate everybody that's giving us words of encouragement, supporting us in every way, shape, fashion, or form. I want to say thank you and may Yahweh bless you. I appreciate your comments. I appreciate the words, the scriptures you are sharing. I appreciate, appreciate, appreciate you. And as one brother in uh, uh, Oklahoma church we used to go to, he would say, appreciate you. And that's just a little thing between me and my wife. But anyways, I truly do appreciate you. 
Until next time, you can connect with us on Facebook, Mark Pulley, Yahweh Yeshua Assembly, or you can connect with us on our um, website. Also, if you want to email us, some people have had a hard time finding our email, you can email me at pulley1124 at gmail.com. Anyways, until next time, we love you, be encouraged, be strengthened, be blessed in the power of Yeshua's name. How many minutes is